Welcome to the Living Rock Podcast. We're so glad that you're joining us to listen to this message. Whoever you are and wherever you're listening from, we trust that you'll be equipped, envisioned and encouraged as you listen today. I love coming to this church here and I love being part of it. I love my life group when I can get there and I love being with you all. So I'm really excited about being here today. Um, This series that I think we're in at the moment is called Supernatural Church. Uh And my um, title for today is A Supernatural Church Has a Supernatural Voice. Okay? Um, so I'm excited about what God is going to do this morning. I'm excited about his plan for this church. There is a favour of God on you all. It's very evident. And this is a house of the Spirit. This is God's house and it's a house of the Spirit. Everything in it is spiritual. And it is filled with spiritual believers, believers who are full of the spirit. Um, And the first thing that I want to talk about is the voice of the individual believers in the house. So that's you guys. And the first thing I want us to realize is that speaking actually saves us. Speaking actually saved us. Obviously, God saved us, but we had to do something to receive that salvation. If you look in Romans chapter 10 and verse 9, we'll be in in Romans a bit, you'll read that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is by believing in your heart that you're made right with God And it is by confessing with your mouth that you are saved. I'm so glad you're sitting right there, Sophie. (laughs) Because Sophie confessed with her mouth fairly recently and she's been radically saved. The moment her mouth opened and released that cry out to God, the spirit quickened, new life was born in her and she was saved. Hallelujah. That's exciting, isn't it? I think it is anyway. Praise God, you've got eternal life. Woo! Amen? The thing is, if you are alive, it's very difficult to act like you're dead. That's why you're smiling all the time. There's a very important principle for us to see in this scripture, which is, that as soon as you activate something that's in your heart by verbalizing it, there is a principle there that what you speak causes something to happen. God responds to it. What you say has the power of life and death, it says in Proverbs. In, in, in this instance, what you said so, you had the power of life and saved you from death. And so it did for all of us that have called on the name of the Lord. How fantastic is that? 
The tongue has the power of life and death. Our mouths are very significant tools through which God will impart life. The spoken word of God changes situations. It was established at the very beginning of our Christian lives, as we've just seen in the scripture there, and I hope Sophie doesn't mind being my example this morning. But we can also see it in all of creation. If we go right back to Genesis, into the very first chapter of Genesis, we find that God is ready to speak. Genesis 1, verses 2 to 3. The earth was formless and empty, and darkness covered the deep waters. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. Then God said, let there be light. And there was light. So in that scripture, we have the Spirit of God hovering. And we have a word coming from the mouth of God. And together, light is created. The spoken word of God the hovering of the Holy Spirit, the interaction of them both created life. The spoken word is very, very important and God's spoken word changes things on earth and in heaven and indeed in our own lives. The Holy Spirit was involved in that. He was active, active in the creation of the world. I want you to remember that. The Holy Spirit was active in the creation of the world. God has created everything that we can see around us with words. Let there be light. Let there be heavens. Let there be water. His word created everything that we can see. The sunshine, the starlight, the sky, the moon, the seas, the trees, the earth. Everything around us was created by words. Isn't that phenomenal? I was driving here this morning looking at the fields and the lambs and the sun and everything. I was thinking, everything I'm looking at was created by God. His words. His words brought them, brought them forth. So the word of God has unlimited power. Our words are powerful too, but when we get baptised in the Holy Spirit, our words take on a phenomenal power and expression. A power to tell. If you remember in Acts 1 and verse 8, it says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. You'll be my witnesses telling people about me (laughs) everywhere. In Jerusalem, Judea and the ends of the earth. When we got filled with the Holy Spirit, we received from him an ability to tell the whole world about Jesus. See, the Holy Spirit is just as much God in nature as God the Father and God the Son. He is just, and he is God. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. I don't know whether you think about God the Holy Spirit in the same way as you think about God the Father, or in the same way that you think about God the Son. But God the Holy Spirit is as all-powerful as God the Father, and as all-loving as God the Son. He is the same in nature. And having the Holy Spirit in us is just like having Jesus living inside us. He lives in us by his Spirit. We have not been left as orphans. He came to us in the person of the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit 
who is at all of the creation of the world, now, if you've asked him, lives in you. The one who is involved in creating everything you can see lives in you and lives in me. That's awesome, isn't it? I'm assuming you're all gobsmacked and that's why it's absolutely, you know. But the Holy Spirit, who is at the creation of the world, has come and filled us so that we can be just like Jesus. In everything we say and do, he has filled us and lives inside of us. It says in John 7, 38 to 39, Anyone who believes in me may come and drink. For the scriptures declare, rivers of living water will flow from his heart. When he said living water, he was speaking of the spirit who would be be given to everyone believing in him. But the spirit had not yet been given because Jesus had not yet entered into his glory. But when Jesus describes what it's like when the Holy Spirit comes to live inside you, he describes it as being like rivers of living water. I've got my other example right here. When Tilly was testifying this morning, it was like a river of living water coming out to us in in the way that she expressed her testimony. The life of the Spirit was on display. There, the excitement, the passion, the burden, the joy... The wonder, the Holy Spirit in Tilly is doing marvellous things. And you could see, I felt like I was in the river. I was listening to you this morning. It's fantastic. Luke 6.45 says, out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. When your heart is full of the Holy Spirit, what comes out of your mouth is life. It's like a river. It overflows. It comes like a flood sometimes. You just feel so I'm alive, I've got the Holy Spirit inside me. See, baptism in the Spirit is the dynamic power of God himself within us, exploding and rushing out like a continuous river. I actually wrote exploding twice in my notes and I thought, you shouldn't repeat, but I thought, (laughs) maybe I should just have pages and pages that say exploding, exploding, exploding. You see, the Holy Spirit is creative, He creates things. He created in the very beginning. He's creating it in Tilly. He's creating in me. He's creating through us by the way he works through us, which is wonderful. So we find ourselves full to bursting with the power and life of Jesus himself. He is ready to speak through us in many, many different ways. In John 14, verse 12 to 14, it says, I tell you the truth because Jesus only ever tells the truth. Anyone who believes in me, and we do, will do the same works I have done, and even greater works, because I'm going to be with the Father. You can ask for anything in my name, and I'll do it, so that the Son can bring glory to the Father. Yes, ask me for anything in my name, and I'll do it. Ask, ask 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 him that's all you've got to do ask him he wants to bring glory to the father through you so ask him the baptism and i'm 
I'm not going to apologise for, for labouring this because I, I want us to grasp how great and phenomenal it is that we've been born again by the Spirit and filled with the Holy Ghost. The baptism in the Holy Spirit is nothing less than the empowering ability of the Holy Spirit exploding from the depth of your being. The power is a person who created the world and raised Jesus from the dead. Hallelujah. And he's called the Holy Spirit. And he lives in you, Tom. He lives in you. I've seen him. I can see him. He lives in you. Let's turn to Romans 8. This is like a monumental scripture. And actually my favourite chapter in the whole Bible. Romans 8. You see, this is all about us. But really it's all about him. Him through us. Romans 8, and I'm going to start at verse 9. And I'm reading from the New Living Translation. And it says, But you are not controlled by your sinful nature. You are controlled by the Spirit if you have the Spirit of God living in you. Do you have the Spirit of God living in you? Yes. Yes. Great. So that means that you're going to be controlled by the Spirit because he lives in you. He has engulfed you. He has totally taken over your life. You live for him now. So you're just going to do what he tells you to do. Like you are. Yeah? So you're controlled by the Spirit if you have the Spirit of God living in you. And remember that those who do not have the Spirit of Christ living in them do not belong to him at all. They don't even know Jesus. And Christ lives within you So even though your body will die because of sin, the Spirit gives you life because you have been made right with God. If you have given your life to Jesus, you have been made right with God. And therefore, the Spirit gives you life. Not just life. The Spirit gives you life everlasting. The Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead, lives in you, Pam. The Spirit of God, who raised Jesus from the dead, lives in you. That was a fantastic testimony from Lorna this morning. I don't know whether she's in here. Great testimony. The Spirit of Christ, who lives in you. Amen. I was glad to see you take a hold of that, Lorna, and press through and know that God wants you to be the head and not the tail. Amen. The Spirit gives you life because you've been made right with God. The Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. And just as God raised Christ from the dead, he will give life to your mortal bodies by the same Spirit living in you. So the Holy Spirit living in you is that amazing, explosive, overflowing, raising Jesus from the dead life. You are no longer dead, but alive in Christ. Hallelujah. He has breathed his life into you. Everybody who's called on him and asked him to fill us with his spirit, we're all filled. If you've asked him, he's come and he's come and he's filled you. He's filled Tilly with the same Holy Spirit as Dave. Tilly hasn't got more than Dave. Dave hasn't got more than Tilly. 
You both have him. But if, if we've asked him to come and fill us, we have him. We have the same Holy Spirit. No one is more favorited than the other. Just because Sophie's maybe only known Jesus for a short time doesn't mean you get less of the Holy Spirit. You have the Holy Spirit. We all, we're all his favorites. All of us equally. We're all filled with his spirit equally. We all have an abundant measure. There's no separate measures for different people. We have the abundance of the Holy Spirit. It's not about measure. It's about relationship. Tozer said that the church is not an organization or a movement. It's a walking incarnation of spiritual energy. That's all of us. We're not a movement or, or a, a business or anything like that. We're a house of the spirit. We are a walking incarnation of spiritual energy, of life in the Holy Ghost. So what does that mean for us then with what we say and what we speak, going back to our, our mouths and our voices? Because when we called on the name of the Lord and we were saved, we confessed with our mouth, and we've asked him to fill us with the Holy Spirit and he's come and he's filled us with his life, his amazing, the life of God in us. That Actually, Tom, that means that you can create far and above more than what somebody who doesn't know Jesus can create because you've got the creative Holy Spirit in you, so you need to look to go far beyond what maybe people who don't know Jesus think. That's a word for you. Um, your tongue and your mouth and your voice are all deeply affected by the Holy Spirit. What happens to your tongue? Well, you get given a new language. We can start speaking in tongues. We can start enjoying that spiritual language that I believe Stephen talked about a little bit when he was speaking about the gifts and things the other week. I've been listening to you online. Um, we've been given a new language to speak, and it's a language of the Spirit. In the house of the Spirit, there's a language for us, a language of the Spirit, speaking in tongues. It's something that we don't understand, we can't uh, manufacture, because it's of the Spirit. It's not of, the, of my mind or Sharon's or Phil's mind or anybody else's mind. It's of the Spirit. It comes straight from heaven, from God. And so he gives us incredible language that helps us to communicate with him about things that we can't possibly necessarily understand. Sometimes we don't know how to pray, but we can speak in tongues because that's our, our wonderful language that lifts us into the heavenly realms and to be able to um, call upon him with uh, those deep sighs and groanings that we sometimes feel. We've been given a heavenly language. We've been given... Uh, words of faith to speak. We've been given creative words we can speak. We've been given words to express praise and worship. We've used them this morning, for example. Hallelujah is a spiritual word, isn't it? We've been given words to release captives. We referred to it this morning in the name of Jesus. We've got a new language here. We've been given words that we can reach out to people and help them to see Jesus and to receive Jesus and words to encourage people. So, we confessed and we received. We received eternal life. We reached out and asked the Holy Spirit to come and fill us and to empower us and flood us. And we, we can enjoy that and that can increase and increase as we get to know the Holy Spirit better and better and better. But also, we've got a whole new language that can come out of our, out of our mouths by the power of the Spirit because we're controlled by the Spirit now. We're led by the Spirit now. 
Spiritual people are led by the Spirit. We're not led by the world, fads and fashions, or what's going on in the news. We're led by the Spirit. So the second thing I want to say is you, you can learn how to cultivate a conversation with the Holy Spirit. Speak to yourself. The tongue is a powerful tool in the house of the Spirit, and we need to be full of the Spirit all the time and submit our lives to him. But how do we grow in our life in the Spirit? Well, one of the ways we can do that is just by talking to the Holy Spirit. Call it praying. And we talked just a minute ago about praying in tongues. Personally, I find praying in tongues really helps me to begin to take my mind off all the things that are earthly and just to be drawn into um, being in the presence of the Holy Spirit and hearing him. Sometimes when I'm praying in tongues, things do drop into my mind, but I know because I'm speaking in tongues, they weren't my, it wasn't my initiation, but it's an initiation from the Spirit. Sometimes it can be an instruction, something I need to do. Sometimes it can be a word of encouragement, something I need to bring to the gathering perhaps or in the life group. But praying in the Spirit, on your own, just you and him, out loud, um, is life-changing. Because words spoken by God are life-changing. They are creative. So as you speak in tongues out loud, you will be changed. In fact, in Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 14, it talks about how speaking in tongues is to strengthen yourself and to build yourself up. So if you're feeling weak, you need to speak in tongues. Very often, uh, you know, I can feel a little bit intimidated sometimes when I'm going somewhere or doing something, and I think, I just need to speak in tongues. I just need to remember who I am, start speaking in tongues. My favorite speaking in tongue place is my car. I don't know if you have praying places, singing places, or whatever. My kitchen's a great singing place because it's quite a big kitchen, so there's lots of space to belt out. But singing in the Spirit... Enjoy being with the Spirit and getting to know him. Sing to him. Sing with him. Start singing your own song. Then find yourself singing in tongues. And then, hang on a second, you're singing a new song. He's given you a new song. You're starting to know the Holy Spirit. You're starting to enjoy a relationship with the Holy Spirit. Read the Word of God because he wrote it, the Holy Spirit. He was was in the writing of the Scriptures. He inspired the writing of the Scriptures. So read the scriptures. Then maybe pray what you've read. Or sing what you've read. Sing the Psalms. Sing the Psalms out. Make up your own tunes. Enjoy time with the Holy Spirit. Go for walks with him. I find the Holy Spirit is a great walking companion. And you can talk to him about what you're going to be doing, what you've done, where you've blown it, and all sorts of things. Talk to him as your friend. Jesus didn't want you left orphaned. He gave you the Holy Spirit. So you always had somebody with you all the time who is just like him. In fact, he is very exactly like him. You can talk to him, tell him anything. Get to know him in that way. Ask him questions. Ask him questions. What do you want? Holy Spirit, what do you want me to do today? When you wake up in the morning, Holy Spirit... What's on your agenda for me today? How can I be a blessing today? How can I minister today to the people that I'm with? I'm going to special mum stop. Holy Spirit, 
You know who's going to be there. Is there anybody there that you want me to minister to today in any way? Please tell me. I want to be ready and willing to be used. The words that we speak at Special Mum Stop or wherever it is in your place of work will be the difference between life and death for somebody sometimes. I actually had a testimony from a lady who is involved in uh, Baby Mum Stop in Stony Stanton and one of the mums said to her, if you hadn't have prayed for my baby, she might not be here today. And this lady that's helping me run that group, she's actually having to stop running it because things have changed in her life. And so she was saying, I might not be here next week because this and this and this. And that mum said, you need to know, if you, and this is not a Christian, if you hadn't have prayed for my baby, she might not be here today. I don't know the story behind that, but Louise's words were powerful. They saved a baby in whatever way. Be continually filled. Ask the Holy Spirit to give you dreams. I used, well, I still do. I go to bed at night very, very often and say, Lord, please give me a dream tonight. Inspire me. Show me something. Stir me in my sleep. Ask him for dreams. Ask him for um, visions. Ask him to show you what it looks like in heaven. Ask him to show you how you can be used in the gifts of the Spirit. Ask him to show you how you can pray for people and see them healed and set free. Ask him to show you how you can use your mouth in the congregation here to bless everybody in different ways. Ask him to show you how to prophesy. Ask him to show you how to interpret tongues. Ask him to show you. Ask him questions. I believe the Holy Spirit really wants us all to see a lot more than we've seen thus far. Speak to God out loud. Now, why is that important? Because in Romans 10, 17, it says, faith comes by hearing, and that is hearing the good news about Christ. Faith comes by hearing, and that is hearing the good news about Jesus Christ, hearing the word. Faith comes by hearing. That's why I want to labour about who the Holy Spirit is and where he of the living God. We will receive faith as we hear that to activate it and release the Holy Spirit to do what he wants to do. That's why when we hear the testimonies, faith starts to grow in us. That's why when somebody brings a testimony and somebody shouts, Amen! Hang on a minute. Faith starts to grow in us. You know, that's why when somebody's... Um, I love Dave, you know, I love Dave. When we're in a gathering and we're all getting excited and starting to praise and Dave's going, yes, yes, God. I'm like, yes, God, yes, God. I agree. I agree. Because God is so good. But I'm agreeing because I want to receive from what Dave is shouting in my own life. And because I want to bless God and say, I agree with Dave, Lord. Yes, you are. You're marvellous. You're wonderful. Our confession of our mouth creates faith. And I don't know about you, but I know I need more faith. Because the things that God wants us to do require us to have great faith in him. Not in us, but in him. So the power of the spoken word is both for the speaker and the listeners. I'm receiving this message myself because I'm verbalizing it to you. But I'm actually growing as I stand here. So... It's not to be uh, big-headed or anything, but I'm just receiving. Thank you, Lord, because your word is feeding me. 
As we hear, faith comes. When you, you can speak faith to each other uh, just by encouraging each other, Matt and Danny, I mean, phenomenal. What they're doing with the children's work and how they've just picked that up and run with it and said, these children are so important, we're going to give our lives and invest into that work. It's fantastic. They're doing a really, really good job. I want all the heavens to hear that as well. You know, not just you in this room, but we're talking about heavenly realms. This is a spiritual house. And all of the heavenly realms need to hear our confession. See, God knows what's in your mind and what's in my mind, but nobody else does unless I verbalise it. So the confession of your mouth is really, really important. The psalmist says, my tongue will be the pen of a ready writer. Let your tongue speak volumes to God. Express his goodness and his faithfulness, his plan and his purpose. The Holy Spirit is such a wonderful person. He will bring so much to your mind. If you are in the word of God, if you're in the word of God, I know you love the word of God. He will keep bringing to your mind scriptures that you need for all the different situations that you're in. He will never let you down. And there's words that you can't remember, but they are there. God will bring them forth and you will have victory. Amen. Ask him questions and he will answer you. He'll feed you. And your mouth will overflow from the abundance in your heart. Don't you love it when you meet people whose hearts are so full? It like hits you in the face when you start talking to them. Be one of those people. Yeah? Especially when uh, we're out and about and we're with people that don't know Jesus. You know, somebody with a really full heart is irresistible. Praise God. Um, I can remember many years ago, uh, many years ago, I was cutting the grass and um, I was taking the lawnmower. It's this time of year, across the lawn, round the lawn, round the lawn. A couple of trees and you've got to go round them and it's a bit of a nightmare. Anyway... Planted around the trees were daffodils, and um, I'm a bit of a flower freak, love flowers, and, you know, to cut one would be absolutely devastating. <laughs> so, very carefully taking the lawnmower up to the edge, but not too far, didn't want to chop any daffodils off. This might sound silly to you, but to me, it, it's a, a burden popped into my heart, and as I was doing it, I start finding my head saying that none shall perish, but that all shall have eternal life that none shall perish, but that all shall have eternal life. And actually, in something very simple yeah. and a scripture that I know, a burden was born yes. to see people saved, yes. that none should perish, but that all should have eternal life. Listening to the Holy Spirit, sometimes he interrupts what you're doing yes. and he whispers something to you that causes a burden to be born. And I believe that that's an ongoing work of the Spirit. You look Maybe you're in the kitchen or somewhere and you spot little seed and you think, oh yeah, I only need faith as big as a mustard seed. That's all I need, faith as big as a mustard seed. Holy Spirit can speak to you in all kinds of different ways. You've confessed with your mouth, you're speaking to yourself and you're starting to hear yourself communing with the Holy Spirit and you start to get familiar and and a little bit more confident in your relationship, beginning to know the Holy Spirit better and better. And then we have speaking to the church. 
speaking to the gathering, here we are gathered. And there's a great instruction, which I think Stephen did refer to in Ephesians 5 and verse 18. Don't be drunk with wine because that will ruin your life. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, hallelujah, among yourselves and making music to the Lord in your hearts. I loved it that you were singing around the office, the songs of the Lord. That's fantastic. When you're living life in the Spirit, you don't separate it from your job or your family or your, your leisure. You live life in the Spirit all the time. Give thanks for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And we've done that this morning, haven't we? It's been fantastic to hear people giving thanks, singing, praising, loving God. We've used our mouths to sing, to shout, to thank God for all he's done. Faith's come as we've heard different people's testimonies, heard Lorna's testimony, we thought, yes, I'm not going to be the tail, I'm going to be the head. I know there's something I'm hanging on for. I'm going to stick it out. I'm going to re- believe God and keep pressing through and keep asking you. Did you say you waited nine months? Longer than that. Yeah. That was a great encouragement. Faith comes to us as we hear that. No, I, I, I actually wrote down, wouldn't it be wonderful if there was like a queue of people waiting to contribute? And there was. You guys are ahead of this. <laughs> there was. There was a queue of people waiting to contribute. How fantastic that everybody's come eager, ready and willing to share. He is worthy, isn't he? And that's why we love to queue up and bring our offerings. Who knows the last verse of the book of Psalms? The last psalm in the book of Psalms, and the last verse, a little quick Bible test, no? Quickly going through their scriptures. Well, it is, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Isn't it fantastic that the book of Psalms finishes on that? Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. We have breath and we'll never stop praising the Lord. And I think we sang that and said that this morning. Our gatherings are supernatural as we function like this. It's of the Spirit. And as we sing and shout and contribute, we're bringing the creative word of God into our midst. And as a company of people, we're growing in the Spirit and maturing in the Spirit and beginning to um, see the big purpose that God has got for us as his body here. It's wonderful. Even in, going back to the spoken word, when you're reading the scriptures, I want to encourage you to do this. When you're reading out loud at home or in the garden or something like that, and um, you've, got, uh, you've got the word of God in front of you, and this, this book is not like just a book. It's alive. Handle with care. It is alive. I mean, it's active. So in that case, it's probably going to activate something in you as you read it. So approach it knowing that it, it is powerful. So you have not received a spirit that makes you fearful slaves. Instead, I love that word, don't you? You've received God's spirit when he adopted you as his own children. You haven't received a spirit of, that makes you fearful, 
faithful slaves. You haven't received that. Instead, you've received God's spirit when he adopted you as his own children. Now we call him Abba Father. When we read the scripture, that, you know, so you have not received a spirit that makes you fearful slaves. Instead, you received God's spirit when he adopted you as his own children. This book is, is full of impartation. And if you will take it and express it out loud, you will impart the living word of God to the listeners if you will read it with faith. Yes. Yes. Yes, with faith. That's why we can't say... Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. We have to say, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. There's a slight difference. And that difference is life in the spirit. Hallelujah. It means that we have an expression through us that will create life. It's wonderful. Hallelujah. So what are you saying and what are you hearing? Your mouth belongs to God. Did you know that? When you asked him to save you, he saved all of you, including your mouth. It belongs to him. It's not yours to do with it whatever you want. It's his. So he wants us to use it for him. So we're going to use it to express exuberant, passionate praise. We're going to use it to speak wonderful life. We're going to use it so that those that are hearing receive faith. Amen? Amen. 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 See, we're not natural, are we? We're supernatural. We're not ordinary. We're extraordinary by the Spirit. Truly, 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 I say unto you, we are not ordinary. We are extraordinary because of the Holy Spirit. Amen? Amen. We're seated in heavenly places. We are a contagious people. Let's agree with the word and the spirit. We say amen because we're alive, because we want every, everything in the heavenly realms to hear our confession. Truth sets people free. We want to set others free. Our mouths can move mountains. Our mouths can create Ben stepped out this morning and said, you know, if you're sick here this morning, you can receive healing. Speaking it out and bringing it out into the open. He didn't sort of stand and play the guitar and think, I think there's healing here. Hmm. Yep. Yep. Definitely is. Oh, well, you know. No. Can't do that, can you? Because the Holy Spirit, hovering, waiting for the word, brings the word and wham, he's there. I'm ready, I'm ready. Just speak the word and I'll go. Okay? In In Proverbs 29 and 25 it says, fearing people is a dangerous trap. Or in the translation I've learned is um, the fear of the Lord. Fear of the Lord. Anyway, fearing people is a dangerous trap. It's the New Living Translation. Fearing people is a dangerous trap. I used to be quite afraid of people, what they would think. Um, 
And then when I got baptised in the Spirit, I knew that had to change because of the life of Jesus that's living within. Because he isn't afraid of people. He loves people and really (coughs) wants them to see him and and to see what Jesus is like. And it is a trap. It will keep you completely bound up, fear of man. Um, It will stop you from functioning in the way that the Holy Spirit wants you to because the Holy Spirit is totally free. He doesn't function in a prison. He functions in freedom. Well, he does, sorry. He does function, obviously, in a prison. There's a story about that I might come on to in a minute. But um, the Holy Spirit is free and he wants you to be free. Don't let anybody, you you know, don't think, what will Stephen and uh, Phil think if I do this, if I do that? What will they think about this? Just be free. The Holy Spirit wants you to enjoy the life that he's put within you. He wants you to have fun. Be excited. Enjoy what he's going to do through you. Let your prayer meetings be the loudest meetings that you have. Yell and shout. Call on God. That's what we see in the Bible. The room shook. The prison doors opened. There was singing and shouting. The confession of the mouth broke down all kinds of barriers and... Uh, release people from captivity and whole families were saved because they had a loud song to sing. They had a loud call to bring before the heavens for the Lord. Our prayer meetings um, can be the most exciting meetings that we have. You know, Jesus, he didn't think there's Lazarus in the tomb. He didn't think, come on, Lazarus, out. Come on, Lazarus out I know Lazarus is going to come out he just didn't think that he said Lazarus come out so everybody could hear in heaven and on earth and under the earth everybody heard and it was a voice that brought life from death we have to be really confident that what we've got to say that what God has given us to say it could be life and death you know we're meeting people every day it can be life and death Let's bring them life. Let's create faith and hope. Let's create health and peace. Let's use our words to create opportunities for the life of God and the love of God to touch people's lives. Silver and gold I don't have, but in the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. I'm, you know, Deborah Lyon, stop walking past people and then thinking I should have prayed for them. Pray for them. When we see people and our hearts are moved, that's the Holy Spirit. And he wants you to touch them with a word. Let's be those that do that. I met somebody uh, a while back and I was talking to her. Never met her before, actually. Didn't know anything about her, but I was talking with her, somebody. um, And I said to her, I knew God, I, I was getting that feeling. I really loved this lady. She's had a really tough time. I know God I just get in that feeling where you just know God really loves her and he wants to touch her life. I could feel that all going on on the inside. I thought, what do you want me to say? What should I say? I need to say something to her. I need to give her something, you know. And in the end, I said to her, I think I just need to say to you that there's going to be a great break for you, breakthrough for you this year. And it's like a whole new year for you. And she said... Nobody's ever said anything like that to me before. And I said, well, I really felt God wanted me to say that to you, so I, that's what I want to say to you. I think God has got something for you. And she was really touched. She's ongoingly being touched. But you have to 
You have to have courage and boldness and say what God's put on your heart. You know, the centurion had enough courage to say, Jesus, you know, you don't need to come yourself. Just say the word and I know the healing will come. Just the word. Just wanted the word. That's all he wanted was a word. And sometimes I think we're around people and all they really want is a word. They want a word and you've got them. And so have I because we've got the Holy Spirit living in us. Very quickly. I remember um, a while back being with a, a friend years ago and he'd been for some heart tests and things and he was waiting for the results and um, been quite poorly and things. We were just talking about it in the kitchen and, and as he was talking, I just felt a rise in my spirit. I just thought, you know, when I say a rise in my spirit, I mean, I felt an objection. Yes. I said, yeah. this is, I mean, in my heart, I was thinking, this is not right. It's a man of God. He's got a life to live and a word to give and this is not right. And I, I said to him, your heart is going to be absolutely fine. And he said, I receive that as a word from God. And his heart was absolutely fine. We have to speak the word. You've got the creative word of God living inside you, all of you. You have. And you have to speak it because the Holy Spirit is ready to do something with it. I had a, a lady very, very, very poorly in hospital, uh, in intensive care. She was life-threatening. And um, I thought, God, I've not been in this situation before. What do I do? You know, sit, hold her hand and uh, love her. But what can I do? What can I say? I need to deal with this. This is not right. This is a saint of God. And the scripture came to my mind, no weapon formed against you will prosper. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And I said, no weapon formed against you will prosper. No weapon formed against you will prosper. Spoke in tongues, spoke in tongues. She was going, amen, amen. She was so sick. But she received life and she made a recovery and she came out but she was that close but I really believe that we pulled her out of the clutches of death with the word of God when Sharon was speaking here a few weeks ago she said she felt there was an announcement and I think we have an announcement to make I think we have an announcement to the town we have an announcement to our friends and neighbours and families We have an announcement to make. Sometimes we're going to need to make that announcement here in this building together. Mm -hmm. The announcement is, we're your people in this place for this town. Use us to spread your love and transform this town and this area. We believe Jesus is alive. He's alive in us. And Jesus, we want people to see you. That's our announcement in here. That's our declaration. And we have an announcement when we go and see people in our workplaces, in our villages. We need to make that announcement. The word of God is powerful and creative and active. Just send the word and let the word do what it's meant to do. Tell them your story. Speak words of life and healing in boldness from the spirit. In the world at the moment there are many, many voices rubbish, destructful, harmful, people pulling each other down. Oh, there's some awful things going on, but it's time for the church to raise their voice and to start speaking out 
a message that brings hope, life and healing. So let's be those that are ready to release into the atmosphere of the world for everybody to hear that Jesus is alive. Amen? Amen. Thank you very much for listening this morning. I hope faith has come as you've listened today. Thanks for joining us today. There's so much going on at Living Rock Church and we'd love for you to be involved. Search for us online and get information about upcoming events and more great teaching. Visit www.livingrock.church or search for us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram.